Alright, yo. Okay. You know, it's Thursday. I had an episode planned, right? And what ended up happening was the audio was shitty. Now, I'm just going to do another one. Even though I told people Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, those were my days that I was going to record. All of a sudden, here's Thursday. So here is uh, an episode, the Red Pill Party Podcast. This will be done differently. I'm talking about a different topic, right? And I want to know, can I talk about hip-hop right now, please? Like, I want to talk about hip-hop, right? And I want to talk about this, like, state of hip-hop. And where I think it's all going, I've always been one of the people that say that hip-hop today has a lot of hypocrisies. And, like, many people don't want to admit that because people live and work for the industry. So they almost can't say it. But since I don't work for the industry and I don't really give a fuck about reputation as a hip-hop artist or even what people thought of my music when I was making beats. There's obviously some hypocrisies going on. And I'm going to tell you how it starts, right? So, of course, we're going to talk about the Meek Mills and 6ix9ine situation. We're going to talk about what 6ix9ine said later on. And I'm going to connect the dots, all right? So a lot of people don't like 6ix9ine today. Now, before he was a known snitch, he was considered one of the hottest rappers. Even artists that do not like 6ix9ine, even the fans that may not like 6ix9ine's music, the one thing they'll tell you is he's hitting the charts. He's making money. Even when he got out, he made a decent amount of money. Although his album sales didn't do so well, obviously. There were still a Team 6ix9ine. Let me just say that. There's still a Team 6ix9ine. And I tell people all the time the reason why there's still supporters of 6ix9ine. A lot of people that listen to hip-hop, they're not on no street shit. They're just not. They're not on no street shit. They can honestly care less about the streets. Right? Niggas that's still talking about who's street and who's hood behind behind the booth, to me, is a clown. So you're telling me you want to hear hood niggas get locked up? You want people like 6ix9ine locked up because of that quest or that goal to be a street guy? And let me remind people, being a street nigga doesn't make you more money in the industry. I'm going to say that again. I think people get this misconstrued. Street niggas who become hip-hop celebrities or um, musical talent, they don't get more credibility from 
the people paying them because they're street guys. Yeah, they'll get street credit, but who the fuck cares about street credit? So when you got a guy like 6ix9ine who boldly snitched, acknowledges the fact that he snitches, and still gets fans and support. Once again, the reason being is motherfuckers who listen to the music don't care about the streets. Really. Even with what's going on recently, Bobby Smurder got out, Roddy Rebel got out maybe a little less than a month ago. Are you guys going to test them? Because they're the ones who were involved in that activity with people taking lives and extorting niggas and shit like that? Or are you going to tell them, slow down? Are you going to tell them that, hey, watch what you say in music? But this is what niggas want. You see, it's funny that people are mad at 6ix9ine for dissing King Vaughn, right? But niggas diss the dead every fucking day. I mean, isn't King Vaughn BD, right? Isn't he BD? Isn't he uh, affiliated with 300? Don't they always talk about smoking Tuca? Tuca being one of the gangster disciples from Chicago who died, who was gunned down. At, at a bus stop, I believe. Well, nobody was telling them niggas to relax. Everybody's dissing the dead now. That's the new trend. That's the new wave. And it, it puzzles me that, all right, six nine, he ratted. Okay, still in the industry. Even though a lot of people are saying he's being blackballed today, I I, I don't. You can blackball somebody like Six Nine, but Six Nine, whether people like him or not, he knows the moves he's making. Everything that he's been doing, even before the whole situation with Treyway popped up. He knew who he knew who he was dissing. He was dissing. He was one of them niggas. He was one of the first niggas in Chicago, I believe, to start dissing niggas. Oh my bad. He's one of the first niggas from New York to start dissing niggas from Chicago. As far as I'm concerned, right? Now people telling him to fall back because he's beefing with. A uh, little dirt, and he mentioned King Vaughn. Listen, if you're going to glorify street music, then as a rapper, you are given that reputation to have to carry that energy all the time. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. gotta have that vibe now all the time you don't think a nigga's gonna tell and this is street shit the music and the death of these artists wasn't from the industry it was from street shit dealing with niggas 
So it's safe to say the niggas that's not talking about smoking a dead homie, smoking a pack of a dead person from the community, they tend to live longer. They tend to live a little longer. But how can y'all get mad at a so-called street nigga for dissing a dead enemy? The motherfucker who's dead doesn't make a difference. The niggas deal with enemies. I seen videos of niggas being mad disrespectful. And then you had 6ix9ine who put King Vaughn's autopsy on Instagram, I think. Allegedly. Look, what I'm about to say, a lot of these rap fans, they're not going to really, they're not going to dig it. But I don't give a shit. 6 9 is the most strategic nigga out of everybody in the industry. Period. Facts. He called out so many rappers. And even before he had the little snitch title, the little dirt to his name, he was still calling out rappers. Oh, y'all gonna, y'all gonna try to ban me from the city? Y'all know about the L.A. situation. He was going back and forth to L.A. But see, people don't understand the psychology of 6 9 With 6 9 it's not just about being a troll. He will troll you, though. But it's not about just being a troll. It's about knowing what move he's making. So, this leads me to the whole Meek Mill situation. Even though I talked about this, actually. I talked about this briefly, but I want to extend this. So, Meek Mill has been talking cash shit about 6 9 ever since he got out. He was the one who pretty much said, hey, we should be blackballing him to an extent. He didn't say that exactly, but people know. So Meek Mill was pretty much talking about we should blackball and not listen to 6ix9ine, not support 6ix9ine. Okay, I get it. But by you saying that, you're actually giving the nigga more clout. All of the rappers who've beefed with 6ix9ine in one way or another gave this nigga a level of clout. And now today, niggas will call him a weirdo. But he's been a weirdo. They'll call him an industry plant. But 6ix9ine said it himself in an interview. I believe with DJ Academics. The whole game is rigged. Imagine the idea that an artist who's been on the billboard like seven times within his first like two years in the career is sitting down telling you, the audience, the people who are watching him, that the industry and the game is completely rigged.
A lot of people knew this already. But just like what academics said in the video, rappers have already said this before. But it's only because those rappers didn't make it to the top where they decided to say that the game was rigged. They knew the game was rigged, but it's more of a solid deal when you have a artist who at that time was making so much money and was making so much hits tell you that the industry's rigged. The industry has plants. Now, I've said this before. I know for a fact that 6ix9ine was not an industry plant because I knew about 6ix9ine when he was just Takashi. Okay? He still had the long hair. He, he I think he had like blue streaks or some shit and a lot of people got on him because the team he was fucking with before Treyway were a bunch of crip niggas. So a lot of people say he was on some dolphin shit. But we talking about New York City, bro. Like people don't know how New York City is. Like you got niggas, especially like in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, you'll have a neighborhood that consists of like three or four different niggas. Three or four different set of niggas. And they come across each other. They do music together. They hustle together. They do this and that. It's not like how it was in the 90s. So there's no fault in what he's saying. But. And see, this is where Meek Mills went completely wrong. And I think I mentioned this before, but I mentioned it again. The energy of Meek Mills career. The energy of Meek Mills career changed after that beef with Drake. Facts. Facts. Because even at that time, I still don't really fuck with Drake like that. But I can say that he's a top artist. When he dropped back to back, I was like, damn, I think Meek's career is over. Like, bro, you're a whole street nigga or you're personified as a whole street nigga. But you got destroyed by an R&B slash rapper slash former Disney Channel uh, celebrity. Let's be real. And this ain't dissing Drake is who the fuck cares? Drake is a fucking multimillionaire. He may be in the billion soon. Who the fuck knows? Like, I'm just saying. Keeping it a buck. When Meek Mill's career got tested, it was with Drake. Now, pay attention. Once Drake dealt with Meek Mill, I don't give a fuck who you are. You can be the biggest Meek Mill fan. Back to back, fucked up Meek Mill. His enemies became less of a status symbol. You understand? Like, In other words, he started to pick on people that he felt that he can handle. Now you dissing DJ academics. Like you're dissing a guy who's not a rapper, a guy who speaks on the hip hop community. I feel that he has a right to do so. And if y'all niggas disagree, then who's checking Vlad? Who's checking Vlad then? And these other goofy ass niggas that I'm not even going to mention. 
Some people like No Jumper. I don't really give a fuck about the dude. But who's checking him? Niggas is talking about DJ Academics is, you know, taking advantage of our community. He's inciting violence with the things he's talking about. Give me a break, bro. Like, Meek Mill made music his whole fucking career inciting violence in his community. But he's going to still say academics can't speak about what's going on in the streets. And you're a whole millionaire. See, this is why I speak about the hypocrisy of hip-hop. You can't be a goon, right? You can't be a street goon and have a mindset of a businessman. You can't. I don't want to hear anything. And if these niggas are talking about their rapping, they're still killing niggas, they're still doing this, they're capping. This is professional wrestling. The Meek Mill and 6ix9ine confrontation was a wrestling promo. Neither one of those niggas were about to do anything. And there was too much security slash off-duty police officers. And look, let me get something straight. You got these rappers talking about they don't got security. If you don't got security, then you don't have enough fame to, to you don't have enough money or you don't have enough fame to need it. Facts. If you're talking about you're riding around, you out and about making money and you don't have security, you're not in a position to need it. You don't have the money to get security, even if you wanted it. But if you choose to personify yourself as a street nigga, people, civilians, if you choose to personify yourself as a goon, as a hitter, as a street nigga, don't be upset, don't be mad, don't be confused about the consequences and repercussions. If you are a nigga that's in the industry and you're not a street nigga, you're going to have security, dog. You're going to have security. Although hip-hop now is essentially street-oriented, meaning it's all about violence and bullshit, Real niggas ain't really touching the mic and really telling you what's really happening in the industry because they got to make money. So it makes sense. Security guards, a lot of security guards in the music industry and the entertainment business are off duty police. Okay. This is the reason why they carry pistols and they have the right to conceal. They're not just security. They are off duty officers. Now think about this. I'm going to mention some rappers who's no longer here with us. You got X, XXX Extension, FBG Duck, King Long, Pop Smoke. Um, there's another one I can't remember. All these rappers are no longer here with us, right? Now, you're not a street nigga, right? 
you're a person who's not from the streets. So when you hear about these rappers who get caught lacking by themselves without any homeboys, without nobody else around, you say to yourself, where the fuck was security at? That's a natural question you're going to ask yourself, bro. Everybody ain't Tookie Williams out here. Everybody ain't Raymond Washington out here. Everybody ain't Larry Hoover out here. And even if you are on that shit, how the fuck do you let millions of dollars not snap you out of what the fuck you're doing? Like, how you let that energy prevent you from making money and making a living for yourself? And this isn't towards those artists. I'm just using them as an example. Like, what if Pop Smoke was in a better place? place away from the ops a place away from the bullshit away from the negativity what if he was away from all that and he just focused on his music we all know this nigga was on it he was like the new generation 50 cent bro like pop smoke was that nigga and you know if you're from the streets you have to have that energy Pop Smoke was from the streets and he had that energy. And you know, the whole drill scene is music. Don't get me wrong, it's music. But niggas is dissing the dead, bro. Like, you're dissing someone who cannot diss you back. And 6ix9ine is out of pocket, bro. 6ix9ine is out of pocket because on the live that I viewed, it took place yesterday on YouTube. I was checking it out. He kept saying, King Vaughn ain't coming back. And he repeated that. Several times, like a mantra. And all them niggas in Chicago. See, 6ix9ine. I never thought about this. I never thought it would it would be possible to say this today, but I really think 6ix9ine has a death wish. Because this is a guy. He did collaborations with a few artists, but he made all that money generally by himself. That's the one thing no person, no hip hop head can take away from him. Now, regardless of how he looks, what he does, whatever. You would think 6ix9ine would be on a different tone after everything that he's been through. You know, with his baby mom getting piped down by his so-called manager to him ratting out everybody in his camp. 
him being scammed and extorted <laughs> for all of his show money. Like I've heard about all of it. You would think Six Nine would come back on some focus shit, like with a vengeance. But he came back with the same energy. Now let's be honest here. If this was any other artist who did not snitch, people would be praising him. I mean, he's only keeping the same energy. And so the people that personally call him out, like on video or they diss him, they're clout chasing. Facts. Let's call a spade a spade. Like, hip-hop and the black community is against snitching. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that the snitch, the rat, and the community are very unpopular. They're not well-received. But now you add that on to the hip-hop industry, and this dude comes out talking cash shit about damn near everybody, saying he's the hottest artist. Of, of course he's going to get publicity. I think his hunt for clout is going to be the death of him. 6 9 is going to die in the matter of his own hands if he continues to go where he's going. But he's calling out niggas that he knows ain't gonna do shit. See, a lot of people think that 6ix9ine is being exposed, but he already said he snitched. So what can you really expose him for? The people who choose to still fuck with him, like Meek Mill, they're the ones who's really exposing themselves. Because once again, 6ix9ine kept that same energy and went to confront Meek Mill. Now, I don't think this was a hundred percent staged, but we are talking about the music industry, bro. Like, we're not talking about people who make a total of a hundred thousand. We're not talking about people who make a total of five hundred thousand. We're talking about dudes who make millions of dollars. So you're gonna tell me. These niggas who's been in the game, Meek Mills is 34 years old. He's been in the game for a minute, but he just reached the mainstream level. So you're telling me that this nigga who makes millions of dollars, known artists, he's going, he's catching bodies. He's murking niggas. He's, he's. He's putting niggas under? Like, that's really what you're telling me? And look, people know. 6 9 ain't catching bodies. 6 9 was pretty much... He pretty much bought his way into a gang. But, once again... 6 9 is to blame for his own actions, but... Who, signed, who put him on to the set? Who put him into that lifestyle to put him in the position to rat niggas out? 
Niggas don't want to think about that. It's all about who's the name right now and for what reason. Right? So, I'm just going to keep it a buck. People may not like what I'm saying. King Vaughn's death helped two people. Two, two people in opposite positions and opposite locations. And those two people are 6 9 Because as long as 6 9 is going to talk about King Vaughn in a disrespectful manner, he's always going to get publicity. And Lil Dirk. Look, I'm not saying nothing bad about Dirk. I'm not too privy of his music. But I do know that he's one of those Chicago artists who kind of has his own style. He's in his own little category. And, yeah, he makes music that's a representation of Chicago. But it's like a little bit above the drill scene. So he kind of progressed. And if anybody should be talking ill about 6ix9ine, it would be Lil Dirt. It would be Chief Keef. Reese already got at him. Showed off the monster clip. See, these Chicago niggas are killing and drilling machines. Facts. And there was a time and still today with a lot of us we'll say oh these niggas are real these niggas are demons they're out here killing niggas we fuck with that right this these are the fans in the streets they fuck with that they fuck with the violence they fuck with the corruption they fuck with the negativity don't don't be capping don't start capping when niggas start dying bro like that's what pisses me off don't talk about you want to stop the violence after this many niggas got killed when you listening to the music that promotes it. Like, every once in a while, I'm like, alright, I'm going to take a break from listening to this shit. I listen to a lot of old school hip-hop. Or not even old school hip-hop. Like, hip-hop 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Because for me to talk about the negativity of the music, Right? I'm talking about the negativity and its effects. I'm not judging really the rappers because <laughs> let's be honest, most of them niggas don't give a fuck. Yo, look, I'm gonna keep it real with you. It's it's business. The music industry is a business. And those top execs don't give a fuck about black lives, bro. I'm just gonna keep it real with you. So whatever makes the most money talk niggas talking about running down on the opposition killing niggas spitting on niggas graves pissing on niggas graves all this shit if it's marketable you think these execs give a fuck about the effects happening in the average communities due to the music no they're the ones who sign off on this shit and see rappers don't have power like that bro Stop listening to these dudes like, look, Drake got power. I'm going to tell you why Drake has power. He doesn't abuse him. He has powers because he does not abuse them. 
he's at a level where he's making money. He don't give a fuck about beefing with niggas. He's not a street guy. He got, don't get me wrong, he got street niggas. He got hitters on his team. That if there's a problem, okay, they gonna take care of it. Because Drake has that money to pay niggas to be around and protect them. These street level niggas that Drake every once in a while blesses them with a collabo or a feature. These dudes are the ones out here causing the chaos and destruction. Let's be, let's keep it a buck. These niggas weren't angels, bro. Like, and you can't expect the opposition to, to be like, all right, chill. You know what I mean? Our enemy just died. No, these niggas are celebrating, bro. And like I said, you can judge and say it's fucked up, but you still want to listen to the music. Stop capping. Stop capping. Like, chill. You know you're still going to fuck with the music. You know you're still going to buy the mixtape. You know you're still going to sing along with the lyrics. And you don't even know what the fuck niggas is talking about. See, I don't listen to a lot of music that I don't understand. When they start referring to people who are no longer here. And they celebrating the depths of that shit. There's something evil about that shit, bro. When these niggas refer to themselves as... See, first it was savages. Like, alright. Matter of fact... They referred themselves as goons at first. That's how it started. Remember Plies? He was talking all that goon shit, and then he got he got chased out of Cali, fucking with them crip niggas out there. You know, talking that goon shit, that street shit, and then street niggas go and press you, and then you turn into a bitch. See, that's where it started. Niggas was goons at first. All right. Niggas was goons. Then, then you had your hitters. Like, yeah, I'm a hitter, right? You know what I mean? Gunmen. Then it was savages. When Chicago came, then it became the savages. Like, all right, they do all that shit. Now, these niggas are calling themselves demons, bro. Dissing the dead. Dissing entire neighborhoods, talking shit about the dead opposition's family members and all this shit. But y'all gonna say, oh, this man's wrong. We're talking about this nigga who died. These will be the same niggas that bring off that energy. It's it's even deeper than negative energy. I think there is a demonic energy. And when it comes to that level of hip-hop because it's it's like a subgenre that disregards human life bro it's like bro i'm not i'm not dis i'm not disrespecting none of these rappers i'm just keeping it real i'm not disrespecting any of these rappers i'm just keeping it above you can't be Shoot him up, 
bag up the drugs, fuck these hoes, fuck the other side to say, let's stop the violence. You can't do that. You see, even when T.I. did it, like, look, all right, niggas remember T.I., bro. I'm not, I'm not capping. I'm not bullshit. I'm just going to keep it a buck. Niggas remember T.I. And niggas remember when T.I. had that gun charge and this nigga had Call of Duty, bitch, Modern Warfare 12 guns, bitch, guns that are in video games, nigga, like guns that even niggas in Chicago are impressed to look at. You get caught with military grade weapons at like an airport or some shit. All right. He facing time. He facing serious time. If it's you or I, civilian level niggas, we're not going to see the sun for over four decades, bro. That's how many guns he had. But for some reason, he didn't do a lot of time. And then there was a point where he was doing the um, he was doing the crime stopping commercials. He was doing all the stop the violence shit. Then he had the TV show. Bro, stop capping. And see, T.I., he wasn't even a shoot him up type nigga, but he was a street nigga. And he talked about selling drugs and, you know, Hood nigga shit, you know, Atlanta type shit, trapping and shit. That's where the trap really came from for people that don't know. But you can't you can't do that shit, bro. If you wanna be stopped the violence on the streets, you should be stopped the violence on beats. Facts. Or start letting these kids know that this shit is an act. You doing this shit to make money, and these motherfuckers shouldn't be um, pretending to be like them. That's what these rappers should start doing. But once again, these niggas aren't as powerful as you think they are. They making money. Don't get me. Don't get it twisted, bro. Like they making money, but they don't have control. They don't even have control over their money. See, a lot of niggas when they talk about the industry and all that shit. It's as if they, they look at these artists as gods. Like, they can do whatever they want. They got this money. They got this big house. You know these niggas monitor the money they take out and the money they spend? Dude, did y'all know that? Probably not. Because y'all live in a fantasy world, too. Niggas that's in their dirty still want to be rappers. Niggas that's 40, 50, they still want to be rappers. Hey, that's cool, bro. Like, do you. But you're not understanding... You're not really getting the industry as a whole. You're seeing all the sugarcoating MTV Cribs type shit, right? You're seeing like the TV show lifestyle of these niggas. You don't understand that most of these rappers that's talking about that street shit, they get bent over by them execs. They go into them eyes wide shut parties. Facts. Verified. Verified by multiple sources that there are masquerade parties. See, this was what started 
A lot of people don't know. This is what started the whole shit in Atlanta. A lot of people don't know this. See, Pimp C talked about this before he died. Mysteriously. And a lot of niggas will tell you who was in the camp with Pimp C and with UGK and that whole Texas shit, they'll tell you. This nigga don't drink lean. Pimp C don't drink lean. But he died under those circumstances, right? Because he started exposing these parties that niggas was going to. I had to put my window down. He started exposing Pimp C, the rapper, UGK. He started exposing these rappers and their activities and what they do off of the mic, out of the studio. He brought up those parties, the same parties that Cat Williams brought up. A lot of people remember that stand-up. He was talking about those parties with Hollywood Holly weird, right? And these rappers were partaking in homosexual activity. They were partaking in homosexual rituals and activities. Verified. Multiple sources. Look it up. Most of these niggas are boule, bro. Like, most of these niggas are part of a fraternity, a brotherhood within that music industry. Multiple people have brought this up. Fat Joe have brought this up. Facts. He talked about there's a gay mafia in the hip hop industry. Facts. Now, I don't think he really got in hot water for saying that, but the reality of it is. These Jewish niggas who's high up, the ones who sign the checks, the ones who run the labels, they'll have their artists doing the most foul, disrespectful, um, disturbing shit that most of us don't want to know about. Your favorite artist could be a Bati boy. That's a fact. Facts. I mean, look at how these niggas are dressing, bro. Look at how these niggas be dressing, bro. Like, I remember there was a time when I was coming up, when I was coming up on age 13, 14, Becoming a man, becoming an adult. And I seen the shift, bro. Like, niggas know what I'm talking about, bro. Like, it started off with baggy jeans. Like, oh, yeah, this nigga need to pull his pants up. All right. Now, niggas can't even pull their pants down. Tight ass jeans. Man purses, fanny packs skirts, you name it. That's the industry today. And I know a lot of people are going, well, who do you blame for that? It goes, it goes both ways, you know, like number one, them rappers that's capping right now, telling you they catching bodies, bro. Like they're not doing that. 
they're controlled. They got strings attached. They have they're signed under a contract. A lot of these people, whether you want to believe it or not, took a blood oath. And they belong to the system. This ain't about no boogeyman Illuminati shit. This is the truth. Why you think there's so many unsigned talented artists today? Think about it. You can go on YouTube and find an artist who's more talented than most of these people in the industry, but they have not even 5% of the recognition. Why do you think that is? Niggas ain't bending over. Niggas still got pride at the end of the day in themselves. Integrity. Niggas got souls still. Like, <laughs> come on. Niggas still have souls, people. Message. Your favorite rappers is sellout. And, and people know it. Stop trying to equate one rapper saying he's more street than the next rapper. They're all in the industry, kid. Like, what type of shit is y'all on? And these be like the 30-year-olds who, who should fucking know better, bro. Like, this shit is all rigged, my nigga. Like, it, it, it becomes a joke, a spectacle. The best way I can describe it. It becomes a spectacle because you start to realize that these niggas, like Meek Mill, personified street guy, allegedly he's known for being a goon coming up, but he's 34 years of age. You beefing with 6'9", it's not a good look for you. And regardless of how people feel about 6'9", he had the upper hand. Whack 100, I think game's manager, said the same thing. If you're a Meek Mill and you make songs about goons and tying niggas up and all this shit, and you let somebody who's a known snitch now, 6ix9ine, right, Dan, Dan Hernandez, you let him diss you, call you a bitch, say your security's a bitch, Say you're a bitch because you have security because keep in mind these rappers are very hypocritical. They're not being truthful. They're talking about they don't need security. But when they go to an event, they got nothing but security. <laughs> they got nothing but security in these motherfucking venues. But these niggas don't need security, bro. It's like what happened to the niggas that was just in the industry, bro? Like, I bring up old artists for a reason. I'm, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to bring up these names. And you're probably going to say, what the fuck? But hear me out. Um, Lupe Fiasco. Um, Ludacris. Nelly. Um, who's in that? Who's also in that category that's still one way or another in the industry? Um, that's what people I'm gonna bring up Nelly, Ludacris, Lupe Fiasco. What do these people have in common? Well, I'll tell you. Number one, 
they were in the industry, right? They didn't really glorify the violence. They may glorify where they're from, but they didn't talk about turning niggas into packs. They didn't do any of that shit. And more importantly, Ludacris left the industry, did movies, did TV, um, has a vodka. I think he has a vodka company. Um, Nelly became an entertainer. Same path, Lupe Fiasco. I don't know what Lupe Fiasco is at. But he's a wild card because he's a nigga that's from Chicago. You know what I'm saying? He's from Chirac, but he didn't have that energy because he wasn't that type of guy. But they still made music. They still made money. Nelly, country grammar, ludicrous. Um, what was that? Fried chicken and watermelon or uh, what the fuck? Beer and fried chicken or one of them shits disturbing the peace? Niggas, bro. He still got money. That's the point I'm making. He's still alive, right? No disrespect to the dead, but he's still alive. He's still making money, and he doesn't have to be in the center of all the fuckery. But then, you look at the industry itself, and I'm not going to be on here too much longer. We're already at 45 or 49 minutes, last 10 minutes. When I look at the industry today, you can't tell me that there's an artist like Ludacris. There's not an artist like Nelly. And when I say this, I don't mean exactly like uh, there's no other nigga making country grammar or no, I'm not saying that. The rappers today in the hip hop genre are all street niggas or personified street niggas. Like, is there really that many street niggas in the industry? Or is it be, is it niggas in the streets are like industrialized to go to the industry? Meaning, there's not a real amount of original artists really set themselves aside like five ten years ago you had odd future right bunch of weird ass niggas from cali made their own music had their own style yeah they use shock culture but it worked you understand they didn't get involved in street beefs and they made a lot of money Tyler, the creator, is still making money today. And Odd Future doesn't even exist anymore. Okay? These niggas today and the people who listen to these niggas and they talk about they're not with the violence and they don't think that should be known in the streets. They're hypocrites. No cap. They're hypocrites. Almost more so than the artists themselves. See, the artists, they're not going to say this shit. Because like I said, they're a part of the industry. They're not going to say that the game is rigged. 6 9 said it, but 6 9 was almost on his way out. Like, 
Not meaning that he's going to get shot or anything. He's just he's on his way out when it comes to genuine uh, credibility of his music. He's now like the TMZ of hip hop. He talks about shit. Sometimes he knows about it. Other times he doesn't. But most of the time, he's talking to get a response. And when these artists are smart enough to not respond to this nigga, to not get involved in Twitter beefs and all that, 6ix9ine will be irrelevant. I'm going to say that again. Because I know rappers are going to listen to this. So I don't really care. If 6ix9ine reached the point to where all he did was call out artists, call out rappers, saying they suck, they're this and that, and none of the rappers that he was talking about responds to him, 6ix9ine becomes irrelevant. All right? Because everybody wondered... And look, let's be real. A lot of niggas got a love and hate relationship with 6ix9ine. Facts. Facts. The same niggas who are disrespecting 6ix9ine, whether in the industry or out of the industry, was rooting for this nigga when he was starting. Facts. You niggas today, civilians, right? Y'all talking about 6ix9ine is this, 6ix9ine is that, he's a rat, he's a snitch, cool. But y'all were bumping this nigga's music before this shit happened. Facts. Stop capping. Stop. And let's add some street. Um, let's add let's add a little little bit of the street to it, right? You're telling me that people are mad at six nine for disrespecting an enemy. This is his enemy, King Vaughn. Most of them BD niggas and them three hundred niggas from Chicago, they don't fuck with six nine. They say it all the time. FBG rest in peace another guy who clowns 6ix9ine keep in mind FBG is the op of 300 and BD he's GD this isn't a secret I'm not dry snitching or anything of that nature niggas know if you listen to the music they say it in all the songs right so you expect 6ix9ine to not talk a shit, to not talk shit about dead enemies. And see, I think it's, like I said, it's a spectacle because most people aren't really aware of the street lifestyle and what that involves. If you choose the street life and you're with one group of niggas, one gang, one set, whatever the fuck you consider yourself, right? And you got dudes on the other side of the town or maybe a couple towns away who are enemies of you and of your camp. There's no compassion when niggas die. The opposition isn't going to go to the funeral to pay their respects. A lot of them niggas go to the funeral to shoot that shit up too. 
this is where many people who listen to the music become desensitized. And they're not desensitized because they have seen it happen. They've seen somebody get killed or because they're in a community or they're in a neighborhood that's riddled with gang violence and niggas killing one another. No, they're desensitized because it's on every fucking song that these niggas make. You can't be a person to send out negative energy. Remember, I talked about energy almost in the beginning when I started the, 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 the bounce back of this podcast, right? Your energy is like the human's universal language. You don't got to talk to people to know how they are in a lot of cases and to know how they're feeling. It's with their energy. And their energy is reflected by their body language, okay? Their body language is another reflection of their facial reactions, expressions. When you read people, you begin to understand how people really are. You'll know why rappers die. Let's be real. You understand why if you make music that's constantly about violence... It's constantly about destruction. It's about negativity. Why be surprised that the negativity comes back to you? Twofold. Just like if you're a person who spreads positivity everywhere you go. Even around people you don't know, you have that positive vibration with people. You're not going to get much negativity from that. You're going to get positive vibes back twofold. It's like for the people who are religious, right? When you go to church every Sunday, you have what's called tithing, tithes and offering, right? And the belief is if you give money, which I believe biblically, biblically, it's like 10%, they say. You give 10% of what you make. Somewhere along the line, you'll get that back. Sometimes you'll get it back twofold. Sometimes it takes longer. This is their belief. It's the same with energy. If you make music that glorifies violence, would you be surprised if you met a situation that involved violence? That's why, if you think about it, the industry can't afford to have any positive niggas. Facts! See, in the 90s, there was NWA on the West Coast. They had that gangster shit. Then you had Public Enemy on the East Coast... And they had that revolutionary shit, right? And there was a bounce, okay? Today, it's all negative. So if the vibe is negative, and the industry and the genre consists of niggas talking about each other's dead homies, there's going to be more deaths, bro. I'm not, I'm not here to sugarcoat and bullshit with niggas. Just be aware of what you listen to. That energy... Is important. If you listen to negative music all day, every day, 
one way or another, you're going to have that same reaction. It's all about vibes. It's all about energy. If you listen to Public Enemy, for example, let's give an example. Because I was supposed to be done a couple minutes ago, but I may go a little bit over. Just to make this point. If you grew up in the late 80s, early 90s, and you listened to Public Enemy and music in the same style with the same meaning, same message in a sense, Brand New being Public Enemy, even Tribe, De La Soul, shit like that. If that's all you listen to, and then you listen to hip hop today, you'll be like, what the fuck is this? Now I understand what old heads are always talking about. And maybe it's because it's because I'm 32 and I'm pretty much on that route to being an old head myself. I get it now. Hip hop, if hip hop doesn't progress the way that it should, like you got the places that have talent that niggas don't even recognize. Detroit, niggas from Detroit been making fire for like the past 15 years. Like niggas won't recognize it because it doesn't make that fold. It's all about New York, LA, Chicago, Florida. And when I say Florida, it's like South, Atlanta, Florida, places like that. And there's no in-betweens. Niggas know that there's, there's talent all over the world. Music that you'll listen to and you'll go, why isn't this nigga signed? Why doesn't this nigga have the clout that these other top niggas who make garbage ass music? Let me just say that. It's not all garbage. Like, I like Bobby Schmurder. I do. I like, I like, I like Rowdy Rebel. I like the niggas. I like certain niggas from Brooklyn, but... The energy is like still the same, bro. Like, that's why I'm excited to hear what Bobby's going to drop because of his circumstances that put him in prison to begin with. And I fuck with his energy. He's like one of them niggas from the streets. But he has that pop star energy. You know what I'm saying? I just hope he doesn't get involved in the whole 6ix9ine bullshit and the whole beef shit. And I'm saying this sincerely. Because like I said, I'm a fan of his music. And I hope what he does in the industry doesn't reflect what he does in the streets. Because we all know from the first time that wasn't a good a good look it wasn't a good move for him and he just moves in silence see these niggas that's out here doing the most talking the most disrespecting niggas the most they out here for attention and I said it before just like 6ix9ine if niggas ignored him he wouldn't exist he'd be irrelevant but like I said I just wanted to talk about some hip hop I wasn't going to record today, but then I realized I had something recorded from yesterday talking about women, right? And how 
I believe I talked about why women would rather build off of you or build from you rather than build with you. So that's a good topic. If y'all didn't get a chance to check that shit out, then uh, check that shit out, nigga. All right. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll be doing different topics that people would not expect me to talk about because I like to switch things up a bit. I don't want to just talk about men and women dating and relationships. I like to switch it up. So hopefully if you guys fuck with it, telling you fuck with it. And if, and if motherfuckers like me talking about this shit a lot, then I will do a, a, a hip hop Thursday or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I will because I'm trying to build this shit up, but I want to build it in a way that I feel comfortable. You understand? I don't want it to blow up because people want me to talk about one particular thing that I don't like talking about. So I make it almost a variety. So when I wake up the next day or like tomorrow being Friday, when I do Friday's episode, I can talk about whatever. And if people fuck with it, if the views go up, then I can tell, all right, people fuck with this. I'll stick to that. But, you know, the hip hop thing is just something that I felt I need to address because there's so much hypocrisy. I don't play along with it. I listen to it. I don't take it serious. And I keep it pushing. You know, I like music in general. I like all types of music. You feel me? I came up listening to classic rock. I didn't listen to hip hop until like 96 from what I can remember. And it was a Tupac song. It was Tupac and Scarface. These loud ass birds. It was Tupac and Scarface. That was the first hip hop song I listened to. Before that, it was classic rock. Even today, I just like different music, you know? But, like I said, every once in a while, I'll switch it up. Other times, I'll stick with the program. Like I said, today was a day that I technically was not supposed to record. But then I realized, like, dog, I don't even got that much to do right now at the job. I'm pretty much done everything. I'm going to come up, tidy up a little bit, and then I'm done. And then I'm like, it's 6.30 right now, p.m. So by the time I'm done everything, it'll almost be 7. And then after that, it's like four hours. Of doing nothing. Fucking. Uh, charging my phone. And watching YouTube videos. So. <laughs> that's the rest of my day man. I'll catch y'all motherfuckers. On another day. Tomorrow being Friday. Thank God for that. End of another week. The start of another weekend. But. Once again man. Jersey Judah. This has been the Red Pill Party Podcast. Signing out. Peace. Oh man Red Pill Party Podcast Back at it Little something, little something, little something I might add this on to the last episode that I did But I want to finish this off And I felt that because of the time And be recording for nearly an hour Which wasn't originally the plan I'm talking about this hip-hop shit, right? Now, we talked about the industry and all that, but let's, let's like, talk about the streets. Like, let's, 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 let's keep it, let's keep it a buck. Let's talk about the streets. 
So, this idea of a real nigga, right? Let me light this uh, Pineapple Express up. Alright, let's talk about the street shit now, right? So, the real niggas. In my opinion, and this is because growth, this is because of maturity. The street niggas, or like the real nigga, in my opinion, is the one who's trying to prevent the violence instead of being the one who perpetuates it. Huh? Let me say that again. The real niggas are the ones who are trying to prevent violence and not perpetuate. I'm going to talk my shit, man. But I'm going to talk some real shit. Right? I get tired of niggas glorifying the shit they're glorifying it on one end but then they'll go against it when it actually affects them so let's keep it a buck now I want to give a shout out to Donkey Diamonds niggas should know who the fuck Donkey Diamonds is but if y'all don't be that nigga man and I say that with sincerity. A lot of people feel that way. Feel some type of way about the word nigga. But fuck it. He's that nigga, man. He's the OG. You know what I mean? And he made an excellent point that I want to reiterate and speak on. So, we tend, as the black community and as people in general, we tend to cherry pick. And I'm using his words, right? I'm using the OG's words. And I'm showing love. We tend to cherry pick what is right and what is wrong. Who's a snitch? Who's a rat? Who's a backstabber? Come on. People idolize a lot of cats who cooperated. Let's, let's be real. Niggas love to watch the movie Goodfellas. And they know that Goodfellas is about Henry Hill, a dude who was an associate of the Lucchese family, the mafia, Costa Nostra, right? A known rat. A person who turned his back on the lifestyle and turned his back on everybody who was there. And y'all still watch the movie, right? What really makes 6ix9ine any different? Right? I'm not saying niggas should be buddy-buddy with 6ix9ine. Absolutely not. But what I'm saying is... The hatred is cat. Like, the hate that's going on right now is definitely cat. Alright, and I'm not going to continue to talk about the Meek Mill situation. It is what it is. But, the real niggas are the ones who try to prevent violence rather than the ones who perpetuate it. 
most niggas um, reach that lifestyle, I guess, or reach that point in their life where they not trying to go after the enemy 24-7. It's just like Doggy Diamond say, it's KKK. Kang's killing Kang's. And that's deep. Them so-called white supremacists that all these red, black, and green niggas talk about. Alright, that's cool. That's cute and all. But what about us? We the killers of ourselves. We the killers of one another. And I don't give a fuck who you are. (laughs) You can be part of a clique. You can be a a young nigga. A baby gangster. You can be a YG. You can be an OG. You capping if you disagreeing with me. If you've been in the urban jungle and you've been involved in that street life and that activity, the best analogy I can say this is if you had a son and you see your son going in the same path that you went through, knowing all of the jail time, the dead homies, the bullshit and the negativity, that you went through, would you really want your son doing the same? I mean, let's be, let's keep it a buck. Nobody would want that. I don't give a fuck who you are. So if niggas is really like trying to be about the people and all that, and look, I'm not one of those people. I'm going to tell y'all that. I'm going to just drop facts because I know they're facts. You don't got to like it because it's the truth. See what I mean? Only niggas who really lie and cap all the fucking time care about what other people have to say about them. Facts. Facts. You think Martin Luther King? Or better yet, you think Malcolm X gave a shit about what these hating ass niggas had to say about him, bro? Even his own brothers that took him out in his Black History Month, so fucking, I'm gonna take it there. Even his own brothers that took him out, that was part of that same religion. I ain't gonna drop any names. I don't want any. I don't want any smoke. I'm just making a point. Malcolm X didn't even give a fuck about what his homies had to say about him when he started exposing the truth. Somebody who's been a part of that street shit like somebody who seen shit happen to people seen niggas get locked up for long periods of time losing their livelihoods leaving family behind I know about this shit. You feel me? I know about it. 
I don't got a cap. And as I said before, I'm not part of the industry. So I don't give a shit what niggas really think. My reputation is going to be what it is. But like I said, most of these niggas that's in that game and they're in that industry, they're not going to talk about the effects. I mean, think about it. Why would they? They're the ones capitalizing off of the shit. Now, check this out. I'm about to boggle niggas' minds real quick with a truth-shattering question. Who's more responsible for the incarcerated blacks in this country? Is it the police? Is it our environments and our living conditions and the struggles day-to-day to eat and survive, shit like that? Or is it a lot of these rappers who perpetuate the violence that a lot of these youths who become adults emulate and try to be? Keep it a fucking buck. Keep it real. Don't tell me I'm saying anything fucked up. Don't look at me like I'm academics and I just perpetuate violence on what's going on. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't sit back, like, like, I'm not sitting back and telling niggas, you gotta be this to be street, you gotta be this to be hard, you gotta be this to be tough, you gotta be this to get bitches, you gotta be this to get money, you gotta be with these people, you can't fuck with these people, I'm not saying none of that shit, in fact, DJ Academics himself is not saying none of that shit, and if anything that I disagreed with Doggy Diamonds with, which was very little, you know what I mean? This is an elder in the, in, the, in, in the genre of hip-hop, you feel me? Like, Doggy Diamonds is a no-name. Dealing with that music, that real hip-hop music, that street music. The only thing I disagree with him on was, he said that Ac, DJ Academics is like on the wrong path right now, in a sense. You know, saying that maybe he needs somebody to guide him and tell him how things is and how things is really happening. I don't believe that. I'm going to tell you why. If these niggas aren't talking to <laughs> these rappers who are talking about catching bodies after bodies, smoking this dead rapper, smoking this dead rapper and trying to guide them, then don't look at somebody like academics who only reports it. Come on, man. Come on, man. Like, that's what kills me. Like, even today, like, the older generation didn't really do shit for us. And a lot of us will talk about the generational gap because it exists. The generational gap exists, bro. Like, you always going to have an older generation that thinks they know everything, say that they've been through everything. But they never even left their cribs a lot of times, man. These old heads never really saw anything different. These, a lot of these old heads been on the same streets their whole fucking life. Talking about they know more, but they haven't even been places. I know niggas that's like five years younger than me that know more than most of these old heads. Facts. 
age ain't shit at the end of the day, bro. I'm going to say that again. Like, age ain't shit at the end of the day. If you move solid and you move with solid niggas, you're going to go places and you're going to meet different people. Especially if you have that mindset to where you want to just expand you want to broaden your your horizons, bro. You don't want to just be a one-trick pony, known to be on one street corner, known to just be with one group of people. See, niggas like me, I got more of a universal mindset. And I'm like that when I'm around whoever, wherever. And niggas been to places where other dudes would be shaking in their fucking shoes if they even went to the to the to the bus stop of these locations. And I'm not saying that to say I'm a street nigga because I'm not. I'm just a nigga that's from that environment, and I've been into those environments, and I know how to carry myself. See, I can go to a place that have a lot of niggas and still carry myself and still be. A person who other people would look at and go, all right, he's cool. He's just doing his thing. You know what I mean? I don't show up to places like I own the place. You know what I'm saying? I know how I know how to present myself accordingly to where I'm at and who I'm with. And a lot of niggas don't have that ability. And I'm not trying to hear an old head tell me anything different. Because I'm not talking about all old heads, but I'm saying... A lot of the old heads in the black community as a whole have been a disappointment to the youth. Period. See, like, it is, it's deeper than what most people think. Like, look, dig this. Like, even in the urban environment, the streets, whatever you want to call it, right? If Stanley Tookie Williams wasn't, wasn't executed, And he had a chance to get parole and come home because he had the book out. And you know, the movie with Jamie Foxx, Redemption, that's a good-ass movie. Do you think Tookie would be on that same, let's go shoot up a liquor store and rob this and rob that? No, he's on a different path. If the OGs, and we talking about him, so we mean quite literally, if the OGs had a chance to really get that redemption, to come back to the communities after being incarcerated for decades, the whole streets would have been solid. And the government and whoever the fuck runs shit, they don't want that. That's why Larry Hoover's still where he at. But see, Larry Hoover, there's not much you can do in Chicago. Niggas in Chicago's off the hook, bro. Like, you learn about the history. I like to learn about if whatever's popular, I want to know about it extensively. So with Chicago, hearing a story about those niggas, meaning like the organizations and the groups of people, I'm not going to use the G word. You realize that shit, all of these niggas is practically under the same shit. Most of these niggas that's beefing in Chicago they're under the same umbrella. They're not under the same gang, but they're under the same umbrella. And these niggas is killing one another. 
Now, like I said, if the OG, if the OGs of this shit were still around, or they're incarcerated and had a chance to come home, in Cali, it would be completely different. Because Cali, a lot of niggas would consider Cali the motherland of all this shit, which technically it is. But if you a GD, or you in you in an area where the origination was, in, you know, Chicago is different for you. But the whole the whole outlook of things would change. But unfortunately, that ain't the case. That's not gonna happen anytime soon. So it only be up to certain niggas to at least spark up the conversation of. How can niggas coexist? And if we getting back to what it is, it's about money. Niggas know that shit. Let's keep it a buck. But along the way, whether it's hip hop or some it's some street bullshit that niggas speak on constantly. Something that goes on in the streets, something that's a fad in the streets, niggas fuck with it, niggas follow it. Um, it becomes a trend entirely with the youth. And look, man, like I said, with the old heads, it's going to be the same with us when we get older. It ain't going to make a difference. There may be a few of us who speak out against it or speak out at least to... Um, acknowledge what's going on. You're not going to have that um, real chance to have these type of discussions. Niggas ain't trying to hear it. They know it's solid. They know it's they know it's 100, but they're not trying to hear it. A lot of the damage is already being done. And I mentioned hip hop because these niggas in the industry right now are off the fucking hook, bro. But look, they, some of them make good music. I'm not even going to hold you. I'm not a hypocrite like that. I acknowledge some of the music. I acknowledge a lot of the producers, especially. Me being a particular type of a hip-hop head. <sighs> These niggas today? Bro, they're mentioning dead homies. Like, they laughing at this shit. Like, it's... It gets to a point where it's like, damn, bro, like, niggas is supposed to be making money at this point. You out here with a camera crew that's worth 500000 meaning these, these niggas know what they're doing. They know how to do what they do. They work with other artists. You out here making a good video. But you dodging enemies. Like this. This is what hip hop became today. Okay. So now. Me. I'm just an outsider looking in. Realistically speaking. You know I'm not. Judging. The genre. I'm judging the actions involving. And the actions that surround the genre. Like niggas is supposed to be making money. Good money. Making music. When you. 
seen or been or lived or still live in that type of urban environment, anything that involves a come up, anything that involves achieving and honestly not getting incarcerated, you win. You win. You make a smash hit. It's known everywhere. Everybody knows about the song. Everybody knows about the beat, the drop, everything about it. But you and your camp got problems with another camp that's doing the same shit? Damn. Niggas is doing the same shit. And another camp. But when they hear these niggas, they're like, nah, we can't listen to this shit. Right? We can't fuck with these niggas. They the ops. Da, 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 da. Right? But these niggas out here still listening to a snitch and to a rat. And, and to all of these other negative people who are hypocrites in a sense. But at least 6ix9ine told you he's this nigga ratted. This nigga known for ratting. He said it. And he's still pr- pr- he's still pressing. He's still pushing on 6ix9ine. He's still pushing on a lot of these rappers. And as I briefly mentioned before, like, in order to get this nigga out of the industry, right? In order to get this nigga out of the industry, all niggas would have to do is remain silent. If this nigga's the rat that everybody's saying he is, why are you mentioning the rat? Why would you beef with a rat? Think about it. And we're not talking about the streets. We're not talking about the hood. We're talking about the industry, bro. Let's keep it real. Let's stop capping. We're talking about the industry. We're not talking about the hood. We're not talking about the projects. We're not talking about in front of the brownstone on a corner next to the bodega and shit. We're not talking about that. No. We're talking about music here, people. Music. That's right. The same shit that most niggas listen to every day that talk about the same type of negativity and fuckery will be the same actions that they're against when it comes to the actual streets. Which is interesting to me because without the actual streets, there wouldn't be any of this fucking music. Keep it a buck. I mentioned this shit before. There would be more rappers like Nelly. There would be more rappers... Um, there'll be more rappers like fucking Ludacris. There'll be more rappers like, um, who else? J- uh, 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 fucking Jaquan and all these other niggas who made like fucking Soldier Boy type music. If that shit was still popping, I think most of these industry niggas would be doing that. Most of these, I'm telling you, and I mentioned this last time, and I'm and I'm staying to it. I'm sticking to it. Most of these industry niggas that niggas be bigging up in the streets are boule 
slash some form of Masonic affiliation or they behind the scenes getting broke down being bent over a fucking desk uh, uh, by these uh, Jewish and gay mafia niggas in the industry facts verified 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 look look in these motherfucking um, look within these motherfuckers who who promote the street life right they always find a dude who's a little too flamboyant to be a street nigga they'll find somebody to hey wear these tight ass pants right wear these tight pants wear these Ugg boots wear this leopard print shirt wear this fucking pink button up all of this crazy ritualistic shit that niggas talk about all the time keep in mind niggas know and like I said the reason why I say this shit is verified cause there's niggas that's been in the industry who, who speak about this shit niggas is really awesome uh, homoerotic activities niggas is really going through these rituals there's really these eyes wide shut type of parties where niggas be wearing a goofy mask and getting freaky in private rooms shit be really going down and as I mentioned I forgot last time I was talking about these niggas and like when shit was really cracking like in the industry they would go to like Atlanta they'll go to a mansion in Atlanta Georgia right in ATL back when the music as in ATL it, it exists there was people like Outkast um, Goody Mob and shit like that but it didn't really have the Jeezys and TIs yet okay but they would go to these mansion parties out in the ATL and they do some freaky Bati Boy shit niggas talked about this on multiple occasions you know Cat Williams as I, I, I addressed this last time he brought this shit up in a comedy sketch or a comedy routine on a stand-up. And it was funny, but then it made people sit back and go, wait a minute. Started thinking, like, wait. And the narrative was, he went to a Hollywood party. He went to a party somewhere in Hollywood that had the people, you know, the best of the best, the you name it, right? And there was a couple of places where a lot of homoerotic shit was going down okay these people who you see as the representation of um, masculinity are these niggas that's getting bent over you know getting their cheeks busted wide open dealing with the powers that be they be on that homoerotic shit bro I don't want to hear any cap and for you niggas out there, for you Negroes that need to be reminded on how this shit rolls in cinema, it's the same shit. They got niggas dressing like bitches, niggas in the movies getting fucked in the ass, or niggas playing homosexual to get in that position of power. Look, I don't give a fuck how people feel about this shit, right? Because it is what it is. Niggas know about the fruity shit that be going on in these industries. And... 
the corruption that goes on within the industry. Think of think of Robert Kelly. Niggas know about Robert Kelly, aka R. Kelly. You know what I mean? AKA pissed on the bitch. AKA complete savage. AKA complete scumbag. Niggas know about R. Kelly, bro. Come on. You so you're telling me. And see, this is how you know shit was rigged. Because when it happened, there wasn't many people who responded or really spoke of what, what occurred. People didn't even speak on the subject of R. Kelly when that shit was first occurring, shit first happened. You know, the usual suspects spoke on it. You know, Jay-Z, you know, the people that worked along with him, they sort of denounced him. But the industry as a whole didn't say anything. So even then, growing up, I looked back and I said, wow. Like, that's crazy, because in any other platform, it would have just been addressed. Like, if if this shit happened today, oh, my God. You kidding me? Let's just say the whole R. Kelly shit didn't happen, right? And we're not trying to put dirt on any of these people's names. But we're just keeping it real. R. Kelly's a scumbag, so that he doesn't count. I'm talking about any other artist you can name today. Now imagine them in that situation. A male artist who was caught on camera pissing on a chick. Even the fact that she's underage makes it ten times worse, but then you know the activities and act and behaviors of R. Kelly. So it doesn't become I hate to say it, but like people are desensitized when it comes to that subject. Honestly. But the fact that any celebrity or superstar is filmed pissing on a bitch, that's different. You know, these bitches that get caught in these little sex tapes or whatever, whatever, nobody really gives a shit. But if it's something like the R. Kelly situation and that shit were to happen today with the Me Too movement, with feminists, with all of this shit, with the Men Are Trash by Tommy Lauren to... um, all of this discussions about men being toxic would implode within the feminist and women or womanism narrative. It would fit. They would have a field day. And surviving R. Kelly, it didn't stop there. People obviously know about that. But I'm only using that as an example because people only see the music game one way like think about with the hip hop today right now these hood industry niggas some of them niggas are getting bent over too no cap zero cap they're in that same fraternal order but it's different because the outlook of who they are and how they personify themselves as artists and entertainers to what they actually do behind the scenes. It's like night and day. All right. And most niggas will say the same thing. Now, the argument that most people would have with a lot of these people that address subjects like this is, well, how are they verified? Most of these niggas were in the industry that talked about this shit. And like I said, like, if you know about 
what it is they do behind the scenes or you've heard stories and then you see what takes place it tends to line up tends to line up the game is rigged however you look at it and this would be like conspiracy theory Thursday type shit you know what I'm saying like I think you know if you think about this what I've said the rituals the things that take place you can look no further than two people two comedians that is actually three comedians fuck that Dave Chappelle Cat Williams and Kevin Hart alright now these are three black comedians that were the best at one time or another in their careers okay now Dave Chappelle was always that person who was blunt and up front he was up front with a lot of things he talked about even in his comedy even in the Chappelle show he had a lot of touchy subjects that generally would offend and make people go holy shit but it worked because it was Chappelle and he was reaching that level in the industry where there's only one place to go and that's up but in order for you to go up Dave Chappelle you're going to have to sign this contract and we pretty much own you so any of the things that you used to talk about uh, you may have to tone down a bit but we'll give you uh, 5.5 more million dollars and it just added up and the contract apparently that he got was something that was so alarming to him that rather be excited about the numbers he got very nervous because he knew those people exist and those people wanted control of him and the easiest way to control people was waving around some money but he refused okay so he was known for one of those guys who refused to offer he did went to Africa chilled out in Africa looked at zebras and lions and all that exotic shit for a little bit came back but the industry was trashing him they said he was smoking crack they said he was doing this he said he was doing that but he actually came back looking healthier right and then eventually it's Dave Chappelle he went back on the scene has uh had numerous specials on comedy not on comedy central um on netflix and made a name for himself again now he mentioned that in the industry there's a lot of shit that takes place that people don't know about keep in mind this is on the oprah show the uh on one of oprah i don't oprah show whatever the fuck that bitch called the show on that show that she has You can look this up. You can look at her face and how she's looking at the camera and you can tell that she wasn't expecting him to say what he said. Because then he started talking about uh, directors and people who are writing wanting him to wear dresses in the next scene because they said it would be funnier to see you in a dress. Okay. Suspect. Sus shit, but it happens in the industry. Niggas know that sus shit happens in the industry. And by sus I mean suspect you know that's how um, the vernacular is tonight on the Red Pill Party podcast so 
he exposed a good portion of the industry, especially with the black entertainment, because he was talking about how a lot of these directors get these black men, black, what you would consider masculine males to wear women's garments. To participate in ritualistic public viewings of cinema where they play homosexuals or they get fucked in the ass. Let's keep it a buck. It's Red Pill Party Podcast, rated MA for mature audiences only. Alright? Just let niggas know. This isn't for everybody. So the, inf- so, the, so the information he dropped, he said what he said and he dealt with those consequences. Consequences being being smeared as a drug addict for pretty much denying the offer of that that industry pretty much boule type shit brotherhood type shit they all go to those parties participate in faggotry and shit like that to get better deals and roles in movies niggas know about this harvey weinstein's like one of the gatekeepers of this keep it a buck i'm saying and a lot of people rumor oprah to be in that category as well in the female department a lot of people say queen latifah I'm dropping names because this is the shit I've heard from former actors and celebrities and shit. So this isn't me just staring and mixing shit up. I'm just saying what niggas told me and the information that I've seen. So niggas know they got some crazy shit. All right, boom. Dave said what he said. Cat Williams is another one of those dudes where he's... He was one of those people that was the closest to the fame and fortune, believe it or not. Even more so than Dave Chappelle, because let's keep it a buck. Dave Chappelle didn't start really making that money until he made the Chappelle show. And that was like 10, 12, maybe even close to 15 years in his career. Cat Williams came out with stand up and reached that platform a lot quicker and he was in a good amount of movies and a good amount of roles. So Cat Williams was closer to the fame than Chappelle. And Cat Williams rumored to have the same circumstances, maybe not in the same um, direction of a contract or an offer, but he got in too much situations where he started speaking some real shit and niggas canceled him. All right. But he goes on, he has an interview with this black gentleman I think he had his uh, it was off of YouTube so I think it was a YouTube page a little quick interview I think he was on Scary Movie 3 or some shit so it was an interview about that but then he just changed the subject entirely and he talked about the industry did the same thing that Dave Chappelle did but he did it briefly and the way he did it was kind of smooth so it wasn't really a it didn't shock you it just how he addressed it was so calm, but then you think about what he said, and it's like, yo, this nigga's bugging. Because he's talking about, hey, you know, Kevin Hart, who's the third, the third one, who's the most successful, the most relevant one right now, he partaked in the humiliation ritual. When these rappers and these people start talking about they're not wearing this, they're not wearing that, these niggas who's cutting the checks, they sitting there like, okay, We'll find out. Kevin Hart said the same thing. I won't wear a dress. 
that will affect my brand. Kevin Hart is a brand, so on and so forth. All this bullshit. Two months later, he got the dress. Saturday Night Live. Look that up. Only facts. Stop listening to these capping niggas that's, that's just going to sit there and theoretically tell you something. Just tell niggas how it is. Like, niggas is on some fruity shit. Niggas participate in the rituals. Niggas is down with the boule. Steve Harvey ass niggas. And that was one of the people. Now that I'm talking about it so I can drop more information. That was one of the people that Kevin Hart went after. For being phony and, you know, really disrespecting and looking down on the younger comedians that at least that's how Cat Williams was explaining it. And he was saying that he was funnier than Steve Harvey, which he is. <coughs> okay? He is. Steve Harvey is like one of them old head funny niggas. You know what I'm saying? One of them old head funny niggas. Cat Williams is like your uncle funny niggas. You know what I'm saying? Still, still have some spunk. Funny niggas still talked about some real shit and kept it 1,000. Steve Harvey was kind of like the commercialized old head guy, you know. That's why he had his own TV show, and he was a part of the Q-Dogs Fraternal Order shit, so he has his little partners and his posse, and it's a powerful movement. He controls a big part of the black entertainment business. Niggas may not want to tell you that, but he's pretty much near Tyler Perry's level when it comes to black entertainment. Keep it a buck. Let's, Let's not bullshit but the reason why I mentioned Dave Chappelle, Cat Williams, and Kevin Hart is because these are three comedians, correct? Three comedians who tried to expose what was happening. One person just folded, signed a deal, and you see Kevin Hart everywhere. Let's just keep it a buck. He went along with the with the ritual. He participated in the other shit that probably got him in higher positions. Let's keep it a buck. I never considered Kevin Hart to be that funny. But he's pretty funny. But he, he took the bait. You got Dave Chappelle, who appeared. Let me explain something. Because a lot of niggas don't want to hear this shit. Let me keep it a buck. See, Dave dipped. He went to Africa. But he came back eventually. And he signed some paperwork eventually. Because that Netflix shit... That Netflix special that he had, I think he had four. But I think the first or the second one were hilarious. The other one's not really a fan of. He got his buzz back, but it's like he's he's still not all the way in there. And I don't think he's going to get all the way in there. He'll come back every once in a while, do a stand-up here, stand-up there. He can still sell out shows. He's still a funny nigga. But he's not fully in the industry. So he kind of is the most comfortable one out of all three. The richest one, of course, is Kevin Hart. Now, Cat Williams is a special outcome because all of the drama and bullshit happened after um, Cat Williams went against the industry, i.e. Steve Harvey. And all of the bad, negative things happened directly after. The money went down. He was getting booed out of shows. He would leave shows. He would cuss people out in shows. He punched a nigga in the face at at Target. He got beat the fuck up by a 16-year-old. All of this shit is verified and all of these things can be looked at on YouTube. And all of these things can be researched online. I'm just letting niggas know. I'm not no bullshit. I'm not no cap shit. Why do I mention all this? 
Well, I mention all this because we all live and we are all entertained by a illusion. Okay? We are entertained by a illusion. The rapper, Rapaman. Rapaman is a image. It's an image. The rapper, the entertainer, the athlete. They are essentially a image or they're they're mostly considered roles. The athlete, the role of receiver, uh, quarterback, um, linebacker, shit like this. They all have a status. The rapper has the image. The rapper has the persona, right? The rapper has an amount of control with the listeners and viewers. The rapper is backed by an industry that's worth billions of dollars and they can do whether with them or without the artist that's actually being signed because they can go anywhere and everywhere and sign the best artist if they wanted to this is why i mentioned last time before i end this so i'm close to about 50 minutes if they wanted to they can go all right we're gonna get rid of all of these niggas in the industry we're just gonna drop all of them and we're just gonna go back out we're going to go out to Chicago, we're going to go out to New York, we're going to go out to L.A., uh, we're going to go out to Detroit. Shout out to those areas, by the way. We're going to go out to Philly, we're going to go out to New York. Um, we're going to go to Miami, right? We're going to find new talent, we're going to go to Texas, we're going to find new talent. What would happen is, everything would flip. So now you'll see people who are more lyrical in certain places, people who have more club songs in certain places. People who have more hype, more club energy, more of a pop universal sound in this area. But instead today, you generally have the same type of music by the same type of artist. That's all. And it's funny because now, at least back in the day, there was originality, so a person from New York, you would go, oh yeah, that nigga's from New York. A person from the West Coast, you wouldn't even have to listen five seconds to know, like, oh, this is some West Coast shit. You knew the difference. Today, it's kind of all the same shit. A club song that was made by 50 Cent was different than the club song made by Ja Rule, Okay. I'll just use that as an example. The originality is dead. The opposing artists sound alike. Right? It's all it's all the same negative energy. And it continues to be produced and accumulates. The youth hears it. The youth takes it a different way. The youth receives that negative energy and then tries to reflect and be a reflection and a representation of that negative energy that's really what happens with music a lot of people don't understand the power of music whether it's more heavier music or whether it's more soothing and relaxing music the tones 
and the energy within you that uses that machinery brings out that energy in song and in sound. And when you look at hip hop, you look at that same sort of dark, more of a dark, low frequency type of energy that has the same type of energy within the vocals. It has the same response within the people who vibe and listen to it the most. This is facts. This is facts. Don't sit back and call me a hypocrite when your favorite rapper dies from gun violence and you mad that the opposite side or the opposition in any way, shape, or form talks negatively about it. They're the enemies. They're supposed to do that. You think the people that talk shit about you every day give a fuck about you dying the next day? Would you really be surprised or offended to know that your enemies would talk about you when you're dead? Especially the pussy niggas that would not approach you in living. They'll talk shit and throw dirt on your name when you're dead and you'll be surprised by that? Seriously, think about it. How could you be offended? Especially for niggas that are in that lifestyle. You're in the streets, right? Your peoples get killed by a group of niggas that you know. Those are the ops. Those are the opposition. Those are the niggas you don't fuck with. The niggas your team don't fuck with. But they gun down your homeboy. Are you going to be surprised that after they do it, if they are the way that most niggas are today, which is bold and off the fucking chain, if they just go around and talk about, yeah, we smoked your boy, this and that, da, 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 da. Would you be surprised that they came with that same energy? Even dead? No. See, that's the thing with rap and hip-hop that people don't understand. Whether a lot of these niggas are goons beforehand or not, they're entertainers today. They're musicians today. They're people who make a lot of money today. And when these niggas who make millions of dollars, when they still promote and perpetuate and be around the environments of the streets, anything negative that happens to these niggas, like, it's fucked up, but it's like, damn, niggas should have moved smarter, bro, like, like I said, if you're making music about taking niggas out and fucking niggas bitches and fuck this block and fuck that, what do you expect the outcome to be? Especially when you don't put yourself in better positions. Niggas will put themselves in the same hood, the same environment with thousands of dollars, money, and still live the lifestyle. But not only do they know they can do better, but they can easily do better. They have the means to do it. But it's the imagery. Like I said, with the rapper, it's the image. A lot of niggas want to be looked at as rappers. A lot of niggas want that lifestyle. Me personally, and I'm just going to keep it a buck. 
like I always do, especially with this subject. I always have more respect for the producers. Whether it's today's producers, whether it's producers within the game, um, you can mention DJ Premier, you can mention RZA, you can mention Knife Wonder, um, fuck, you can mention Pete Rock, jeez, you can mention Neptunes, Dr. Dre, um, Timberland, shit, you can mention a lot of producers, I always respected, I had a different type of respect, I should say, for the producers, because really, they're the ones that's keeping the industry what it is, let's keep it above, facts, when certain producers came out, say Tobin, for example, down south Atlanta shit, he had that signature sound that people knew. Okay, that's a Satoven beat. You know what I mean? So, in a lot of cases, they had the most recognition without any of the bullshit or beef. There wasn't a lot of producers that were beefing with one another. That's what I'm trying to say. Niggas was still making a good amount of money, lucrative money, and. It's a comfortable position to just be able to sit down at a computer or a laptop, MacBook, whatever you got, speakers, keyboard, NPC type of setup, and do what you love and get paid for it. The only negativity was the re- the rappers themselves that rapped on the music. Now think about this. Imagine, <laughs> imagine being like, a producer in Chicago, right? And we're not talking about like a young chop. We're just talking about a regular nigga that's from Chicago, that's from the streets, that make beats, hot beats. And, you know, he's trying to put himself out there. He's trying to network. Comes across a group of niggas and they're street niggas. They're spinning blocks. They're smoking packs. They're taking niggas out. They're doing They're doing what they do. Niggas can't DJ academics. Me, I'm not DJ academics. Alright? Let's get that out the way. I fuck with act, though. DJ academics a funny-ass nigga, and he talk about a lot of funny shit, okay? But I'm not DJ academics. Nobody's gonna academics me. And the reason I say that is because I, I've seen the environment, I've been in the environment, I see what happened in the environment, I choose not to play around, fuck around, deal in that environment, and I keep it pushing, niggas can't call me a snitch, niggas can't call me a snake, they can't, because I don't even be in their peripheral, I don't even be in their direction, I be in my own my own world. I don't need a lot of niggas around me. Zero cap. Zero. Okay. These other niggas, they want to, they, they try to personify something or do something, act a certain way, do something to emulate what they see going on. I mean, God bless them. And this goes out to a lot of these so-called red, black, and green niggas, right? Okay? See, 
these niggas get mad at me when I talk about real shit like this. When I speak on real topics such as this, because those niggas can't talk about that. Right? They're not allowed to speak on this type of shit. They have to continue to victimize themselves, but we're victims in a lot of cases of our own circumstances. Facts. Fuck the bullshit. Facts. A lot of us are victims of our own circumstances. Facts. So, because of that, and because of what I just said, and the representation of the lives that we live today, and the lives that a lot of us choose to live, it's not a good look. And you can't be one of those niggas that talk the way that I talk, because y'all perpetuate the same bullshit. I don't perpetuate any of it. I don't. I don't get involved in any of it. And my viewpoints and my discussions of it is from a perspective where I've seen it in certain environments. I see the behaviors. I see a lot of the hypocrisies. And I just don't choose to sit back silent and pretend it's not taking place. You know what I'm saying? You acknowledge the problem and then you deal with the problem. You don't just sit back and acknowledge everything going on and pick and choose and really cherry pick like what I was talking about earlier with the snitching. You can't cherry pick and say that oh, well, this guy snitched, but this guy is all about making money. He's cool. If one snitch is bad, then multiple snitches is bad. Every snitch possible should be looked at in a certain way. These snitches shouldn't be glorified. These snitches shouldn't have movies. That includes Henry Hill, Goodfellas, which, by the way, I like the movie. But at the same time, I'm not in a position or really in the care to look at somebody and go, oh, they're ratting this and that. I don't even deal with any of the activities that would lead to that. You feel me? The people that I move with are are, are very, very silent. We don't discuss any private information or anything that could criminalize us on the internet. We don't, we, we, all of us, most of us grew up knowing that. We've seen examples of people who didn't follow that. And we chose to not follow that (laughs) you feel me like that's it but like I said man it's the hypocrisy going back to what I said earlier I think this is just going to be a big episode I'm feeling this is almost an hour as it is but that's that's the reality of what it is today so the kids and the youth more importantly who choose to not go along with that narrative they're not going to be welcomed and looked at and say, word, that's what's up. You're doing your own thing. They're going to be like, man, you bullshitting. You ain't with the shit. This and that. What, fuck all that. Truly. If that's going to prevent you from doing what you want to do, being who you want to be, then fuck it. Why choose to glorify it? But then go against another person who talks about this rapper being shot or that rapper being shot. You know niggas is disrespectful. You know niggas is wild disrespectful. Um, just 
out of line, out of pocket. That's that's the um that's pretty much the multitude of niggas today. Completely disrespectful. Don't care if this person died at per- they just don't. They don't. And that imagery that would be seen as so negative on one end is the same thing that people personify and people glorify in their music. So how else would you look at it? Think about it. Nigga get shot in the streets. Nigga get shot in the streets, right? They'll talk about it. It'll be in the newspaper and all that, but it's still a nigga shot in the streets. Correct? Here, here, here today, gone next week, the topic. Completely. Right? Keep that in mind. The rapper. The rapper gets shot down. Oh my God, yo. Why this had to happen to him? Oh man. They can't say, oh man, he was such a positive dude. He always kept it positive. Come on, stop. Stop capping. Stop. Cut it out. Stop. You knew the energy that these niggas came with. You knew the energy that niggas put into their music and the negativity and how it affects the streets and how mostly it affects the youth. I'm keeping it a buck. Most of these niggas ain't going to have the testicular fortitude to really come at the topic the way that I'm doing this right now. But I feel it's necessary. These niggas aren't going to tell you the real that's going on behind the scenes. They're not going to tell you what's really happening. Because that exposes their income. That 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 affects their income. That affects their pockets. They get their pockets tapped for talking about that. I'm not in the industry. I don't give a shit about the industry. You feel me? I don't. I don't give a shit about the industry. Even if I was a nigga that was trying to be a producer or trying to be a musician in that industry, I, I would have the same attitude. Because I would have it more if I was trying to get into the industry. But it's something that's emulated. It's something that's going to be continued to be emulated. Nobody's going to say anything different. Niggas can disagree. Niggas can dislike this, but it's the fucking truth. Niggas aren't going to speak on the issue. These niggas that have the opportunity and have the power and, and they have the influence and they have the structure and they have the money. They have the people behind them. They could all talk about this, but they know their pockets getting tapped. Their pockets getting tapped. I'm not an industry nigga, so I don't give a shit about the industry. I'm not even nowhere near the industry, so I really don't give a shit about the industry. And I know about the corruption and a lot of the Bati boy or the Batiman activities, and I definitely don't give a fuck about the industry. A lot of things get exposed throughout the years. If niggas really have their ears to what's going on, they don't have to have their minds taken over by what's happening, but we keep an ear on what's happening every once in a while. Things drastically change. But it's funny because things just revolve. Things just continue to happen. The same shit happened previously, one way or another. It's just happening again today. And the cycle continues. Niggas gonna be the ones who continue to perpetuate it but then act like they need to do something to change it, but they're not changing anything that they're perpetuating. Stop capping. 
That's all. If you're going to be a demon, if you're going to be a street nigga, then be a street nigga and be a demon 24-7. I'm just saying, yo. Can't You can't play both sides of the fence, bro. Can't do it. But anyway, man. Jersey Judah. Another episode I had to get out the way. It's about 8 o'clock. I got about three hours left to do nothing. Figured I'd drop something when I had a chance to. And I did. So, fuck it. You know what I mean? We're going to be talking about, like I said, different subjects every now and then. This is of no exception, along with the last previous recording, which I'm going to combine into one episode about hip-hop. But, yeah, like I said, I'm going to be doing this more often. Different topics, different subjects, switching things up. But in the meantime and in between time, this is Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party Podcast, signing out. Peace.